Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? This is a segment where we have someone on that might have something unique about them and we get to ask questions where you might feel a little bit nervous if you were to meet them on the street and ask. You're like, I don't want to offend, that would be rude. But then you're not talking to them. It can't be, you can't be cancelled for this, essentially is what we're saying. Yeah, we're renaming it. Yeah, the can't be cancelled questions. Yeah, good yeah. one. Good one. <laughs> can't be cancelled questions. But we've already got an opener, so should uh, we just okay. yeah, we'll yeah. stick with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his name is Tom Nash, uh, and he is on right now. Uh, you are, and if I say this right, Tom, a quadruple amputee. Yes. Hi, and thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. Um, Yes, I am a quadruple amputee. Yeah, I don't do things in halves, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. I can already tell. Uh, so the age yeah. of... Um... Callers might not get cancelled, but I might. Yeah, <laughs> you might. Well, no, you can't. You're our guest. Um, so at the age of 19, you were you were extremely ill. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. So so I was just a sort of reg- regular uh, you know, teenager, I guess, at the time. I was living in Sydney here and I, I went to university down here and I was a guitar player and... Uh, not that much more interesting about me, to be honest. But then uh, I contracted meningococcal when I was 19 in first year uni. Mm. And uh, little did I know I was about to spend the next 18 months in hospital trying to recover from that. Mm. And um, the way that they usually treat the septicemia, which is something that uh, comes downstream of meningococcal, is they have to amputate limbs because, uh, you know, you get gangrene on your extremities, which, you know, feet and hands, uh, gangrene, you know, I mean, there's going to be a lot of pirate yeah. reference. So just brace yourself. Okay. Um, so they had to amputate my legs uh, about six inches below the knee, mm-hmm. uh, which which is kind of good actually because you keep your knee joint and it makes it a lot easier to walk with yeah. two prosthetics with knee joints. Yeah. Um, and then they had to amputate my arms like through the elbow, mm. um, which was tough for me, not just for the loss of independence, but also obviously I was a guitar player yeah. at the time. So that was a huge creative outlet for me and, you know, along with just the loss of independence, you also have that loss of the creative outlet, mm. um, which, you know, can be a sense of purpose in someone's life, particularly when they're at the ripe age of 19 and most of them don't have purpose. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Do you mind if I ask, Tom, um, when all that, that happened, why did you choose to not have, like, prosthetic hands? Sometimes you see those and you uh, wanted to have hooks. Oh, yeah, good question. So, yeah, I actually did get given those by default really early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they, they just give them to you. They're like, oh, here's what you obviously want. <laughs> yeah, right. um, but they were kind of ridiculous. Like they looked stupid. Mm-hmm. They, were try- they were trying to emulate a hand, which I, I found hilarious because they didn't really look much like a hand right. at all. So I was thinking to myself, like, who are you trying to fool with this thing, <laughs> you know? Um, but it turned out that they were far less functional than the hooks. So I could do far less with them. And they were, they were really heavy and clunky and cumbersome and... They just weren't functional. So the first time I tried the hooks, you know, my first thought was, well, these look pretty badass. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, I could hold a drink with them. I could uh, hold a cigarette. I could do a bunch of things that I really wanted to do. They put the, the important time. stuff, yeah. beer and darts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you need some sort of extrinsic motivator, right? Yeah. 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 Otherwise, you're... you're sitting there like picking up building blocks, wanting to kill yourself. So. Yeah. <laughs> when you were talking about the hands, all I could think of was Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. Um, yeah. But um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 hearing, <laughs> I'm hearing the sense of humor, right? And you, you would have to 100%. There is, I don't think there's anyone that would survive this without having a sense of humor. But there must have been moments, you said it there a, a second ago, you must have been suicidal at some stages. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was, for me, it was more related to the feeling of physical pain, I think. So when you're in that much physical pain, 
it becomes really difficult to get past that. Mm. Uh, and also there's a sense of helplessness as well because, uh, you know, and I had to write about this in, in my my book recently, which was quite difficult to write because I had to reflect a lot on that period of thinking like, yeah, I was suicidal for a bit, but I had no means of killing myself yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, the sense of helplessness compounds that, I guess. Tom, you are a DJ who's in, like, you know, DJed all over the world. Do people just get absolutely, because I imagine some people at a festival are not in their right state of mind anyway. They must just be absolutely spun out by your abilities on the decks to be able to do it. Yeah, I think they're spun out by the fact that there's a guy with no hands DJing in the first place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it depends on how many party favours they've had or how yeah. they perceive that. <laughs> well, this is good stuff, guys. <laughs> wow. uh, I've played Brisbane plenty of times. I used to play there back in the day quite a lot at uh, Family Nightclub, yeah. uh, Valley yeah. and stuff like that. It's a great, great city to play in. Well, um, Tom Nash, you are on um, and you, you're DJ Hooky. If you want to check you out on Instagram, you're answering questions now with Do You Mind If I Ask. Don't be afraid, people, guys. 13, 10, 60 to get on. Um, do You Mind If I Ask? I want to kick it off with one of the awkward ones so people understand where they can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going to the toilet with hooks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you'd be surprised how dexterous I am with hooks and the, the, the parts I can reach. I do tend to use uh, sort of, you know, wet toilet tissue. You know how you get those... Wet um, wipes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wet wipes. I use those. I think I would do that even if I did have hands, honestly. Because right. okay. I think it's, like a, it's a strange thing that we don't introduce water into that kind of process. It's a very <laughs> little, like Western thing. It's true, yeah, isn't it? Think, like, the Japanese have got it right with the bidets and stuff like that. Mm. If you yeah. were to go out into the garden and you get your hands dirty, right, you yeah. don't vigorously wipe it with dry <laughs> tissue. That's people. a very good point. Yeah, you're going to get your hands wet. Right? Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, mm. I've never thought that's about a... this. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. you're enlightening. Here we go. See, guys, Tom is open. Everything is on the table. Let's ask away. 13 at 1060. What do you want to ask? Uh, Tom, we'll do it next. B105. Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? No question is off limits in this segment, and especially with Tom Nash, who is a quadruple amputee, and a, a lot of fun. You can check him out online. He's DJ Hookie. He has replaced his hands that mm-hmm. had to be amputated with hooks, and he's even got a book as well. It's called Hook, Line, and Sinner, which is out next month, Tom. Yes, it's out on uh, August 29th on Penguin. Should be in all good bookstores and probably some bad ones as well. Ah, You've been dying to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's the go. Do you mind if I ask? Nothing's off limits here. Tom has said, ask away. I want you to know my story. I want you to understand. Nathan, you are on with Tom. What's your question? Hey, Tom, do you mind if I ask, did you have any training when it came to getting used to using the book? Yeah, I did. Um, well, I mean, you know, they, they give you some training when you first get hooks and it's sort of just picking up random objects. Mm. Uh, but typically, I found that I, I progressed a lot faster when I was doing really practical things where I could actually see physical, like real world progress. As I mentioned before, like wanting to pick up a glass and have a drink was one of the first things. Holding a cigarette was one of the first things mm. because, you know, it gave me a semblance of independence, I guess, in a way. 
And so regardless of any training that you would do, there's nothing like a return to normality to motivate you. That's true. Uh, I'll tell you one of the reasons I hate you, Tom, is that you were a guitarist <laughs> before you lost your hands and now you picked it up again with the hooks. I'm a guitarist and I can, you, you probably play better than I do, to be fair. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. See, the, the thing for me was, yeah, I designed a, a slide system to play guitar with, with hooks, but all I really wanted to do was be able to play some you know, open chords and be able to write music. And the, the interesting thing about that is, you really understand what your relationship with playing an instrument is when it's broken down into those limitations. Yeah, because right. for me, it was like playing live, writing songs with friends and having a creative outlet. You know, like I was never going to be, you know, Jimmy Page yeah. anyway. So it didn't really matter that if I, I could just play slide guitar. Mm, nice. All right. Uh, Zach, you're on with Tom. What's your question? Hey, Tom. Do you mind if I ask, how do you get intimate with yourself and others? Yep. Yeah, yeah, good question, actually. I can use my hook for <laughs> the intimacy with myself quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with others, if you're wondering if everything works, everything works. Just ask uh, you know, any girl in Sydney under the age of 40, I guess. Um, <laughs> and above the age. Between the ages of 18 yeah. and 40, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like you want to do shout out to kids in every state no. of this stage, Tom. Yeah, I know, that was a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it must be confronting for a female when, you know, um, if, if you're going to touch her breasts or whatever, is she, uh, do they get worried that it's going to hurt? Oh, you just got to pick the right girl, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. But not really. But I mean, like, also in intimate situations, I, I oscillate between sometimes having my hooks off or on. Right, right. Do you they know? still hurt, right. Tom? Do you hurt, hurt me or hurt No, 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 no. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Like, do your hands. We were talking about sometimes people have, like, I guess, a phantom, phantom. feeling. Do you yeah. ever still have that? Yes, I do. I have phantom feeling because because I had arms and legs until I was 19. So your body makes an internal blueprint or a map mm. mentally of your body. So I still feel like I have hands and feet if I close my eyes. And every now and then I'll get a sharp pain. It's like someone's stabbing you in the foot or something like that. It's quite uncomfortable. Wow. But it's a small price to pay to look this cool. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan from Morningside, you're on with Tom. What's your question? How's it going? Uh, Tom, do you mind if I ask, how would I go about shaking your hand if I met you in the wild? You can shake my hand the way that you would shake a hand normally. In fact, normally I have to break the ice with people and put my hook out and just tell them to shake my hook because mm. I think, you know, the biggest part, the biggest problem with shaking a hook is people are apprehensive, just like you might have been. Like, what, what do I do here? And so for someone like me, it's kind of their responsibility to break that ice yeah. and just say, hey, it's cool, you know, shake my hook or whatever mm. uh, that usually puts people at ease. Yeah, right. Because I imagine that people, it, it's more about them being uncomfortable and they don't want to upset you. They're not being rude to you. Mm. They're mm. thinking about your feelings. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, don't never think about my feelings. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> that doesn't go for everyone. <laughs> and is it, the, is it the same? So if you, if you like are at a sink, and do you wash your, your hooks the same as yeah. like through COVID? Did you sanitize them? Like was it all yeah. the same? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have a different way of washing my hooks. I, like, I'll usually use a sponge or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And they're not as porous as hands, right? So it's it's, it's metal, and, it, and so there's a different approach to it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I have to wash them all the time, yeah. All right. Well, mate, we appreciate how open and honest you've been. Um, it's been a delight. Yeah, I can tell by just talking to you, this book is going to be incredible. It's called Hook, Line, and Sinner. It is out next month. And uh, also jump on the socials, DJ Hooky, so you can check out uh, where you're gigging next. Great to talk to you, Tom. Thanks so much for the invitation. I appreciate it. Thanks, mate.